Welcome to the Inner Trends Podcast. Welcome to the future of mobility. Simply stay on track. Welcome to the Inner Trends Podcast. My name is Britta Walters and our today's guest is Michelle Frankenberg, CEO of Hawkon. Hawkon is a Siemens company and provides software solutions for public transportation, mobility and logistics. Their vision is a sustainable and seamless travel for better quality of life. How that works, we'll find out in this podcast today. And I'm very pleased to welcome Michael Frankenberg, CEO of Harkon, on the show. Mr. Frankenberg, welcome. How are you? Yeah, fine. Thanks. Welcome. Well, to start with one question, what's your favorite mode of transportation? Are you more the car guy or do you go by bicycle, by train? What's your favorite mode of transportation in private? Yeah, of course, by profession, I have to like bus and train, but but it's really that I try to avoid using my own car as long as possible. So we were not owning a car many, many years. Then uh, when the kids came, we have seen that uh, going with the kids to football, some football somewhere in the countryside is not as easy as public transport is in the, in the city. That means it was a reason to buy a car, but it's, a, it's an all-electric car and it's only one for the entire, entire family. And of course, normally I prefer public transport and my, my, my car, my company car somehow is a Bahncard 100. So a flat rate for entire Germany from the ICE high speed train to a tram and bus network. And, and that's, is really mobility, which is easy to use. So I prefer definitely car, public transport, and of course, uh, sometimes a bike. I see. Well, I read on your website, Harkon's vision is a sustainable and seamless travel for better quality of life. I wonder, what's your personal vision of the future of mobility? How will we travel in the year 2030? What do you think? I'm, I'm pretty sure that we will have less cars and more public transport, or let's say at the end, it's orchestrated transport. That means maybe in the future, we will just order a shuttle. In 2030, I, will, I believe that we will have autonomous shuttles. That means uh, if I go to work, maybe I, I take the subway. If I go to the airport because I need a flight, I maybe order a shuttle. And if I go to dinner, maybe I order a shuttle as a shared shuttle. That means this is something where we can definitely easily yeah, order public transport modes, shuttle modes. Everything is integrated. Uh, we do not have that much cars in the city anymore because an electric car is not made for, for charging nearby my own house. It's, it's really something which might arrive uh, as an autonomous shuttle if I need that. So I'm pretty sure that we will have more on-demand mobility and less cars in the cities. That means cities can be greener and I, I need or I use mobility if I need that because even right now, nobody wants to own a hotel. And maybe in, in, in the future, nobody wants to own a car, but everybody wants to use mobility And this is something which might be then much better for the cities. I see. So that's the vision for the future. Uh, and I wonder how the situation is right now. I mean, digitalization becomes more and more important in the railway industry. We know that. If we see the digital transformation as a journey, where are we on that journey? Have we slowly left the station or are we already on the road traveling at high speed? What do you think? I think, honestly, we are, we have slowly left the station because looking on the, on the car ecosystem, that's something where Apple and Google and iOS and Android have changed the world somehow. That means nowadays cars are built to fit into an iOS and Android, Apple and Google ecosystem. 
And this is something where we have a long way in front of us, I think, in public transport. So just as an example, there's a stop button in a bus. It's something which looks not very digital. Why can't we use an app for that? Why doesn't the public transport operator knows where I want to leave and where I want to board? And then everything is working orchestrated. Or let's say the occupancy forecast uh, for a train or for a bus. I, I, I don't know what expects me. If I have a better forecast, I can try to avoid uh, rush hour traffic. This every, everything is not this is not available. And I think that we have to have a more digital ecosystem. That means trains and public transport has to be tailored somehow for the iPhone and the Android world as well. And this is happening now for cars. And this is something where we can do better for better customer and passenger experience which is really fitting to the customers. So if you say like the digital transformation as a journey and we just have left the station, I wonder what are the main challenges when it comes to the digital transformation and railway? I think compared with the car, it's, it's much more complex because the car is just one mode. So you only have to drive, everything is integrated. But if we are talking about intermodal solutions, about uh, public transport, car sharing, ride sharing, whatever, Whatever, we have different stakeholders, we have different operators, so we have to solve the, the complexity to change between the different modes. And one problem is, of course, missing interoperability, uh, missing cooperation. Sometimes uh, open data is not implemented yet. That means it's very important to have open data. And of course, a problem is as well, the public funding tenders are normally made to invest in infrastructure. That means uh, you can invest as a capex. That means Initial costs are funded, but the software business and digitalization is, is as a service business. That means it's something where you need ongoing funding and not just the initial invest. And this is something, of course, where the, the funding is not made for. So this is something which is needed to be more digital as well. So, and what do you think? How can we overcome these obstacles? I mean, there are several challenges. You mentioned that interoperability, funding, and things like that. What could be, what are solutions to, to um, face these challenges? Yeah, I think the European Commission has identified some of those problems uh, missing interoperability, operability, uh, different regulations per country. And that's why they've initiated the, the Shift to Rail program. And I think this is a good idea how we can overcome these obstacles. And at the end, I think nobody's living on an island. That means we need solutions, IT solutions, which scale worldwide. It doesn't make sense that, that we develop only IT solutions for, for a country or for a city. It's something where we, where we have to cooperate. And this is something where the overall industry, public transport operators, public transport authorities, mobility service providers, uh, but as well startups, uh, research organizations, government, and so on, have to work together. Otherwise, we, we do not, we can't compete and we will not be competitive uh, compared with, with the car industry or others. So we have to make the, the overall system much easier for the end customer. And that is not something we can only do together. So this is something actually, as you said, it needs to be solved at a European level or even a global level. Okay, I see. Uh, well, at Innotrends, we will have a new thematic area this year, Mobility Plus. In this area, we focus on first and last mile services, shared mobility, and mobility as a service in general. So, well, I noticed that you find these services especially in big cities. But how about the countryside? Many people who live there still prefer going by car because, well, they say it's more convenient. Um, I wonder how can we better integrate um, the countryside into public transport? 
Yeah, I think in, in the countryside, sometimes it's it's not just about convenience. It's about something or nothing. My my example from uh, yeah, bringing the kids to the football matches in the countryside is something if the football matches on Saturday and the next public transport journey is a school bus on, bus on Monday, it's not feasible for a football match. That means it's about uh, reachability in general. It's about the frequency because if the bus in the countryside is only running every hour, it doesn't make sense to go to the cinema and to the city or whatever. That means it's, it's something where we have to be better in the countryside. And families in cities like Berlin, they, they sometimes do not have a car anymore because they don't need that. But in the countryside, families have normally at least two cars. And this is something where we, where we need an offering. And I believe that the regular bus is not really fitting. Uh, so it's not about fixed lines and fixed timetables. We need more demand-responsive transport, and this is about uh, smaller shuttles, uh, which are orchestrated uh, as, as, as services. And uh, I believe that if we have those as autonomous shuttles, then we can do that uh, much more efficient. That means even the countryside, we can have a public transport, or let's say orchestrated pub public transport offering, which is really, really feasible, because it's about supply and demand. If we do not have an offering, people will use the own car, and this is something which we have to overcome. That means we need autonomous shuttles in the countryside, but of course not for running in parallel to a subway line or a regular bus line. It's something which has to be orchestrated that we can use those shuttles for the first and last mile because in the countryside, we have a huge first and last mile problem. I see. Well, using mobility as a service, uh, I think it's often a personal choice. People use it on holiday or someone sells his car and looks for new modes of transportation. But how about business travelers? Is mobility as a service also a solution for companies? Yes, definitely. We have analyzed the behavior of business travelers. And a typical journey is, uh, first of all, people take the, pla the plane and not always the train. And then it's something like taking your own car to, to parking at the airport, then a flight. And if you arrive at the destination, then many people take the taxi because uh, downloading an app for ticketing, going to a ticket vending machine is, is not that convenient for a business traveler. And uh, that, that's why we believe that, first of all, we need a door-to-door -door comparison between flight and train and everything integrated because just traveling, let's say, from, from Wolfsburg to uh, somewhere in Bavaria It's possible to take a plane from Berlin to Augsburg, from Hannover to, to Munich, maybe from, from Hamburg to Munich. So it's something which has to be compared with, with the overall trip. And there are good high-speed connections to some of the airports, to some of them not. That means we need a comparison and an integration to, to find the best offerings. And at the, at the airport, at the end, uh, I think it doesn't make sense if the ticketing is not integrated, if you have to buy another ticket. That's why we have initiative as a Siemens travel planner app, which we are going to implement, where the public transport is integrated. So if a Siemens traveler, business traveler buys a plane ticket, a flight ticket, then public transport in the, in the main cities like Berlin, Nuremberg, and uh, Munich is integrated. That means you don't have to buy an extra ticket. The QR code is directly available. And this is, for me, mobility as a service where we combine different means of transport and integrate that for a better, better passenger experience because then people can, can avoid the taxi because public transport is integrated. It's like my, my Barncard 100. It's a, it's a flat rate. It's easy to use. And then we can convince people and even business travelers to avoid taxi or whatever and the own car, but use public transport instead for the first and last mile. Mm -hmm. 
You mentioned the passenger's experience. Well, we all know that new services and apps can only be successful if they meet the customer's needs. But of course, not all customers worldwide are the same. So how do you know what the customers need? We have seen that it's important for us not only to talk to our customers, that means public transport operators, authorities, but really we have to talk to, to end customers to understand what are the needs. And this is, first of all, country specific. So let's say the willingness to walk is different from country to country uh, because of the, the conditions on the road, but even the weather, the climate. That means this is even in the route planning something which is very specific. But even for an individual, uh, the journey from A to B might be different if it's a business trip or if it's uh, visiting the grandma, uh, if it's something with the family. So even there, it's very specific. That means we, we need um, results depending on the profile. Okay, so to, to find out what the customers want, you, you need data. Um, speaking of big data, machine learning, AI, I mean, these things are, are a big issue in digitalization in general. In which way can the railway industry benefit from these technologies? What do you think? I think we can learn from that. Just an example, um, the, the passengers using our apps, of course, we can collect digital footprints uh, uh, without uh, damaging their, their privacy, of course. Uh, and, and those digital footprints can be used to analyze what is going on on the network. Because public transport is normally, let's say, a rush hour problem. That means in, in peak hours, we do not have enough vehicles. And the vehicles, the vehicles some, are sometimes uh, completely full. And outside the rush hour at a Sunday, we do not have enough capacity to, to or space to park uh, the vehicles. That means we need an orchestration to balance supply and demand. And this is something where we can, can use the knowledge out of the, the, the movement patterns. In the past, the, the, the travelers were traveling yeah, Monday to Friday in patterns and Saturday and Sunday. But this has changed now due to the new normal and due to COVID. That means it's much more dynamic. And we can convince even customers to, to take uh, trains or buses uh, outside the peak hour because the working hours are much more flexible. And that is something where we can learn out of the movements of the passengers to inform the passengers about the occupancy, to suggest uh, better alternatives. So we can use this kind of technology to better balance the overall system. Okay, thank you. So my final question for day, today is, do you know yet which innovations you're going to present at InnoTrans? We are a few months ahead of InnoTrans. And maybe I have to ask the press officer what is allowed or not. Uh, but, but first of all, I mentioned the, the business traveler app, which we are now implementing for Siemens. That's something where we want to show that to the public, of course. And we have seen that mobility as a service is in, in some countries uh, yeah, really developing as a countrywide solution. So we have one tenders in, in, in Spain at Renfe. So Renfe, the countrywide railway operator, is going to implement mobility as a service as a countrywide solution, not just as a city solution. The same is happening in the Netherlands. And I'm pretty sure that we will demonstrate uh, those solutions. But for me, the, the InnoTrans is, is not just about innovation, which we explain. It's really about listening to the customers because we had now two years without that much contact to customers. So I think it's a great place to meet customers again and talk with them and uh, talk about innovation and about co-innovation. So I'm, I'm happy not just about yeah, our innovations, but even about getting into touch with more and more customers again. 
Yeah, we are all really looking forward to that meet meeting in person. <laughs> that is really important and and learning and finding out about uh, many, many innovation. Well, Mr. Frank, Mike, that was really interesting. I learned it's all about orchestration and also railway still is the backbone of mobility. We all know that. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Innotrans podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Well, only a few more months to go and we will all meet in person at Innotrans. We are all looking forward to that. Until then, stay safe, have a great day. Thanks for joining us here on the InnoTrends podcast. <music>